This is the Rebellious Wellness Over 50 podcast for women over 50 who have a lot of living yet to do, who want to enjoy the ride for as long as they can in good health and with a sense of humor, maybe a little wine. I'm Gregory Ann Cox, and I believe it's time to bust the myth that aging equals decline in every area of life. Nonsense. I would say something else, but I'll keep it clean for now. Aging happens, but it doesn't have to ruin your life. You just need to get a little rebellious in your approach. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Rebellious Wellness Over 50. Today, my guest is Kelly Nelson. Kelly is all about having a fabulous life after 50. And as you probably know, being an adult and smart woman, life throws curveballs. Kelly was living the dream and the happily ever after ended in divorce. And then there was entrepreneurship, successful, but a calling on top of that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, Kelly? So I started out as an entrepreneur helping my ex-husband with his business, his construction business. And we did that pretty successfully for a little while. And then I was introduced to the network marketing industry with a health and wellness company. And I am still very much involved with them. But that really took me down a different road because that took me into, first of all, alternative natural health and paying attention to what your body's telling you and learning all about that. But it also took me into a leadership position. I found that I was constantly helping people overcome their limiting beliefs and pushing them to step out of their comfort zone and try that they'd never done before. I didn't realize, though, until after my marriage ended, which was six months before my 50th birthday. That's where I was going with this at that time. All of a sudden, I realized here I am. I've still got one child in high school. I've got another one that's been going down the wrong road with drugs and things. And I was overwhelmed with all of this. And then I realized I had no retirement, no future, no anything to look forward to because I had wrapped it all up. I'm going to be married happily ever after and he'll take care of me. And all of a sudden I realized that wasn't my reality. And I was somehow led into life insurance. So I did become licensed as a life insurance agent and I am still in three states, but it wasn't fulfilling to me. And one day I realized when I was really happy was when I was helping my leaders to lift them up and to see the greater purpose that they have within them, helping them to reach that higher potential. You believed you'd be married happily ever after, and that was going to take care of things. What took the divorce and dealing with challenges to maybe open you up to the idea that something else was possible? I hope everybody doesn't have to go down that road. But sometimes without an upset, we don't even open our minds to something else. The messages of there's something more if you can't get in. So you're working with these men and women to take their lives to the next level, helping them open up their minds to something else. Is that pretty much what you would say you do? Exactly. And once I realized that this is really where my true passion was, 
then I went back and I got the certification as a life coach and I started diving in more that way. But I also was inspired a lot by my mother, who I cared for the last five years of her life. My mother had a a similar situation in that she found herself alone at 59, but that was because she was widowed. What I found is that she had all these dreams, but she was afraid to step out. She was caught by her fears. And when she passed away, she took all of those dreams and goals with her. And I don't want to see anybody else do that. And that's so common. It really is. And nobody trains us, right? Growing up, becoming a young woman, maybe getting married, having a career, whatever it is. It's not like people say, really keep those dreams intact. And if you have to take a career that you don't love right now, don't let those go, right? I think there's more of that now for younger people behind us. But women who are now 50s and 60s, were not necessarily encouraged to think outside of what they were doing, which was the path. Maybe it's go to college, get a master's, get married. We were boxed in by some of what the well-meaning people in our lives told us. Exactly. And we tend to buy into all the things that we were told as we were growing up. I still struggle with some of these things. I still struggle with I'm not good enough. It's not that anybody literally said you're not good enough for this. It's just those little comments that were made along the way that made me start believing I'm not good enough. And we all have that. And it just keeps playing over and over and over in our mind. And we have to find a way to break free of that and to realize that, no, that's just a little lie that's in my brain, but it's not true because we're all good enough. We all came into this life with a gift. And it's just a matter of identifying what that gift is and then allowing it to manifest. Mm -hmm. So speaking of things that we never thought we were going to do, you're, you are currently running a summit, a multi-speaker virtual event, correct? Yes, I am. And did you ever in your wildest dreams think, I am going to take on this huge monster of a project and have 20 speakers and do all the technology and understand the whole thing? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you are in evidence. I can try something that I've never thought I was going to do. I am good enough. I'll get help. I'll get support, whatever I need. But I really want to do this so that what was your so that to do the summit? You know, it was really about Again, my mother passed away and realizing she took all of her dreams with her. This is something that really launching this business in a bigger way. You know, it's one thing to just step out there and have a few clients here and there, but I wanted to take it to a different, a higher level. And the only way I could do that was to really invest in doing something that I've never done before. This summit was one of the scariest things I've ever encountered in my life. And it's also been absolutely hands down the most rewarding thing I've ever done. I could do an entire video, write an entire book on what not to do when you're doing your summit <laughs> because I did it all all the stuff you're not supposed to. And yet it was so rewarding because not only did I learn from it, I was able to meet some amazing people that I would have never met. I wouldn't have even thought to reach out to these people. I learned so much because I had to step out of my comfort zone in many different ways, not just even reaching out to speakers, 
but also the technology behind it. Everything was a learning curve. And, you know, as we get older, we have these kind of blocks that we put in there that everything seems so difficult. And it's really those blocks that we're putting in there that are difficult. I realized I was sabotaging myself with that I'm not good enough thought. And once I got out of my head and realized, no, that's not it. I just need to come from the heart and and stay there with my intent, which is to help women not do all the things I've done to help women make this transition much easier because it is actually the best time of our lives. We have the wisdom we didn't have when we were young and we're now free. The kids are grown and gone and, you know, we're free to do what we want if we can just get out of our head and stick with the passion that's in our heart. And you have speakers that are not just talking about passion and purpose, if I remember correctly. Susan Bratton, a sex coach. She's fabulous. Mm -hmm. You have financial people on there. You have Mm -hmm. all the categories, from what I can see, that might hold somebody back. An expert that's going to speak to people about all of those different things so that they have an understanding about, oh, this might be possible, or this is what you should do. They're giving information, tips, that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And I chose each one of my speakers with intention because these were the things that were the scariest things to me at that time when I was going through this. I didn't have that retirement set up. So I wanted to make sure and have financial people in there. Health and wellness was huge because your body is becoming totally unrecognizable at this stage. (laughs) You know, it's got a mind of its own. And how do you deal with that? And so I wanted to have people that can speak to that. The mindset is huge. And I have Kira Gould, one of my speakers. She's a divorce coach. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Mm when I was going through that. She talks about how to really look at it in a different perspective. We have a a negative thought with the word divorce, and she calls it becoming unmarried. Now we have a new opportunity to define what happily ever after looks like. It may not look like what it looked like 30 years ago, but it doesn't mean it has to be bad. I'm reminded of Gwyneth Paltrow and her husband from Coldplay, when they got divorced, they called it conscious uncoupling, which I thought was very West Coast, very new age and appropriate for them. A lot of these words come with a baggage. So it's great to reframe that. When you work with people at this age, we have the same people that we work with. Mine might be more like in their 60s lately, because I seem to be that age these days. What are some of the most common things you hear from women at this age that they're coming up against? What are their stopping places? I think that one of the first things is they don't really know who they are. They got lost in, you know, in all those years of being his wife, their mom, or maybe they, if they had a career, It was just so focused on that. And now they want something different, but they have no idea who they are, what they want, and and how to even find out. And I think that's probably the most common. And and just living authentically to, to who they really are inside. And do you have a process when you work with people to help them get there? I do. I've put together a program that's living by design. We react to life. We we as life happens, we just react to what's thrown at us. And 
when you're living by design, you're literally doing everything with an intention of what you want the outcome to be. So every choice you make. The first thing that you need to do, though, is figure out just what makes you happy and what doesn't. Because you need to make sure that you're going to go and gravitate towards those things that make you happy and that really feel right. And it's all about that feeling inside. So the first step we look at is thinking back through your life. What are the things that made you feel really good? Things that you did, things you accomplished, how you were with other people, interactions you had, anything that made you feel really good about you and really good about your world. Finding out what that is and then really identifying what was it about that that made you feel so good. That's the first step in identifying it. And then you can start looking for those things, those opportunities moving forward. I just realized we didn't tell people the name of the summit. Give us the name of the summit, please. It is Single Again After 50. Okay, Single (laughs) Again After 50. I didn't get married till I was, well, I had a starter marriage when I was in my 30s for about a year and a half, but I got married again at 50. So the reverse, but single for many, many years. So it's never too late. And when I met my husband, he's nine years younger. I was in perimenopause. I was having hot flashes. I couldn't think. I was like, I need to get this handled. That was incentive for me to get my health back, managing symptoms and that kind of thing. And I know health and well is a big thing for you. It certainly is When you're not feeling well, you can't think about other things. When you're constantly under the pressure of not sleeping, hot flashes, daytime flashes, whatever it is, joint pain, it's very, very difficult for you to function and take on a whole new life or build a business. Oh, it absolutely is. Absolutely. I mean, just not being able to sleep well. And that's a big part of it, you know, and you don't realize at first we tend to just adapt to not feeling good. Where we don't even realize how bad we feel until we find something that makes us feel better. And then we're like, wow, I haven't felt this way in a long time. Yeah, it's like, how do you boil a frog? Although I hate that analogy because I don't like the visual of it, but you know, turn up the heat. It feels like that is how life has become these days. It is so heated up in so many areas around us that we just get inured. We shut it down, we turn it off, or we're engrossed in it and we're living off of adrenaline, reading the news headlines and things. So important to step back and pay attention to what your body's saying and how you want to feel. What made you happy? We have to come back to those things on a regular basis because it's easy for them to get drowned out with all the noise. Absolutely. And particularly when you've spent most of your life kind of regurgitating these lies in your head of you're not good enough, or you can't do that, or whatever it is that is holding you back. In my mother's case, she was a fabulous artist, and she loved doing art, but she was afraid to ever pursue it. Because one time, someone said, well, that doesn't look real. And it wasn't supposed to look real. It was a painting. But because someone said that, it shut her down immediately. And that's what so many of us tend to do. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be shut down, people. Stand up for yourself. That's the whole premise of rebellious wellness is to 
get the kind of healthcare you want, have it be treated the way you want, have more than seven minutes if you need it when you go see a doctor. Those things take courage and a stand. And to your point, understanding what makes us feel good and how we want to live our lives. That's a very first step in any kind of standing up for yourself. You have to know what it is you want as opposed to what other people have told you might be good for you. And that includes health and wellness. Yeah, exactly. One of my speakers went back to school after her 50s. She got her first college degree after she turned 60. Two years later, she got her bachelor's degree and she just got her doctorate. And she did all of this after she turned 60. So you're, it's never too late. You're never too old to pursue a dream, to pursue something that you gave up on 30, 40 years ago. It's still never too late. If that's something that is still a burning passion within you, go for it. Do Absolutely. it. I read a small thing in the news the other day that Frank Lloyd Wright, the architect, did at least a third or more of his work after 80. So he had a career, but he didn't stop. And he designed some of the most beautiful, memorable pieces of architecture we have in this country in that seventh decade. Isn't that just amazing? It is. It's wonderful news because most of my listeners and your people too, we're not ready to just go into a corner and fade away. No way. Way too much to do, too much fun to have. Yeah. I remember when I was young, And my mother was at this age, and I'm 60 now, so I get it. But when she was at this age and she was saying, oh, I still want to do this and I want to do that, she seemed so young in her heart and in her mind, and her body was betraying her because she didn't take care of her body the way she needed to. But I remember thinking to myself, but you're getting so old. How can you think this way? And now here I am at this age, and I'm like, no. I'm not old at all. No wonder she was <laughs> this way. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like she had a young at heart kind of way of being anyway. She did. And I remember her 60th birthday, she actually took off on her own and she went to Uruguay and Argentina and she did this all by herself. And that was something we never thought we'd see. Another one of my speakers, when I interviewed her, she was in Guatemala. She is on a mission to go to 50 different places before she turns 50. And I think she's actually turned 50, but she's still working on this, you know, 50 after 50. And it was that same thing. It's like, this is the time to do it. Go for it. Oh, have fun. Do these things you, you always wanted to. I don't have a bucket list. I think that has a negative sound to it. So I call it my must experience list because okay. I just, I want to experience everything. And when I go to another country, I want to experience the culture, what it's really like, immerse myself into it, you know? And that's what she's doing also is immersing herself in that culture and getting to know it. I think that's how we grow. I think it's how we grow. And I think it's how we build the global community back together again, if we can possibly. I know that even dining in a restaurant where the food is not known to me and talking to the waiters and saying, tell me about this food and all the better to be in a country and asking the taxi driver who takes you from the airport, where do you go to eat? Because I don't want to go to the five-star restaurant. Yes, that's going to be nice one day, but I want to eat what the locals eat and hear them speak and listen to their music. Yeah, makes it a whole different experience. I highly recommend if you're doing traveling, try that out. 
Okay, so Kelly, tell us the dates. Can people still get in to hear your speakers? So the summit is going on right now. It started on the 20th and it will go through August 2nd. And then the following weekend, I am doing a 48-hour replay. So there's still time to get in there. I also am offering an all-access pass. You can purchase every one of the speakers and you can have access to for life. And we have the transcripts and the audio. So if you want to listen to it like a podcast, you can do that. It has a downloadable worksheet that I've put together so that you can take notes from the different speakers. It will be available always. But the 48-hour week replay will be available the first weekend of August. And so if you've missed those others, you can still catch that if you want to do it that way. And you can do that by going to singleagainafter50.com and registering for it. And Greg, I, I believe you also have a link that you can share. Yeah, I'll put it in the, the show notes. So what I wanted to say about the, the summit and the speakers and the whole thing, this is a very brief taste of what you and your speakers cover in the summit. And for anybody still listening, I am actually a guest on the summit and I wanted to interview Kelly. It's important to send emails and write newsletter blurbs and social media, but I thought it would maybe be interesting for my listeners who are also Kelly's fans to hear her speak. Whoever listened, why not take a look at the summit? See if there are topics that you might benefit from. I know the speakers are first class. I know a couple of them just by coincidence. If you don't feel like you're ready to take the leap, but you feel like there is something you want to leap towards, start thinking about it. Just take some time on your own. Get your journal, your piece of paper. See what, as Kelly was saying, what is it that really makes you happy? What makes you tick? What do you still want to have in your life? Maybe something you didn't have for 20 years because you were raising your kids or doing Maybe it is an artist like your mom, but don't let the moment pass to start because it will always keep passing unless you start. Exactly. Anything you want to add, Kelly? I think that that's really the greatest message right there. Don't wait. My mother kept waiting and all of her dreams went with her and she was 84 when she did pass. And she had all those years where she could have done things, she could have pursued things, and she's not alone. We've seen these studies where they've asked people who are on their deathbed, what is your greatest regret? Everybody always says, don't be afraid to take a chance. Don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to follow your dreams. And that includes looking for love. I've read an article about what people most often say on their deathbed, and one of the things was, I wish I had loved more. Mm-hmm. They didn't say who they wish they loved, just that they had, wish they had given them up more. So that's another good reason to stay involved in them. Yeah. When my father realized that his cancer was terminal, the one thing that he told my mother was, I really wish that I had listened to you and that we had stopped and smelled the roses more often. So don't wait <laughs> to have these regrets. Do it now. I'm 60 and well, my intent is to go to at least 100 and then kind of reevaluate things. Okay. But, but I don't want to go there, you know, and, and, and not have health and not have happiness and, and that kind of thing. And so that's one of the things I'm working on at this stage. And that's what I encourage everyone to do is, is really design. How do you want that to look? I've got 40 years plus to go. How do I want that to look? And that's what that whole idea is about. Yeah. 
Live by design, I should say. Yes, living by design. Kelly, thank you very much for your time and all this great information. And uh, people, again, single after 50. And is it 50, the numbers? Or yes, it is the numbers, five zero. yes. Okay, great. All right, everybody, be well till next time. I will see you in a week. Kelly, thanks again. Thank you. Hey, peeps, before you run, in case you're not 100% sure you're doing everything you can to age as well as you can, which means you'll feel better longer, you might want to check out my Age Better Lifestyle Assessment. It will give us a clear picture of where you are now and what small changes you might want or need to make to improve how you feel, how you look, and how you age. Check it out at rebelliouswellnessover50.com in the Work with Greg section. Thanks.